Welcome to Whores Talk Whore. We're not really whores. We just like wordplay. Hello and welcome to Whores Talk Whore. I'm Sharon. And I'm Melinda. This is part one of our two-part discussion of upcoming 2021 horror movies. This is not an all-inclusive list. Um, I'm sure there's movies that I missed and there's movies that are going to be coming out later this year that uh, we don't know about yet. So um, stay tuned for those. But the movies that we are going to be talking about have release dates that are subject to change. There are quite a few movies that were on our list last year uh but for some reason i don't know they didn't make it to the big screen last year there's something up with movie theaters this year (laughs) or in 2020 at least yeah i don't know hopefully i think they're all closed for deep cleaning or some something was going on (laughs) last year i don't know um but hopefully they will be released this year somewhere or somehow who knows um because i do know that there was a lot of movies that we were excited to see last year like Candyman and The Conjuring 3 that had to be postponed. Um, So hopefully we'll get to see those this year and we won't have to wait until 2022. Um, There's also a lot of other new movies coming out this year, fingers crossed, that sound really good as well. So hopefully we can expect to see them eventually in 2021. These are in no particular order of release date because honestly, why bother putting them in order (laughs) when release dates are subject to change at any time or, you know, the world may just implode. Um, I'm going to quickly run through our list of references uh, Looper.com, Where's the Jump.com, Cinema Blend, Den of Geek, MovieWeb.com, IMDb, Cosmo, and IndieWire. Um, so before we get started, I just have something really funny that I want to mention. So I was texting with one of my friends right before we started recording, and she said that while she was busy doing something else, her 12 year old daughter asked permission to do some things and apparently she agreed to them because she wasn't fully listening um Uh apparently her daughter asked her if she could give their dog sid a bath and also dye him blue shut up (laughs) so my friend jelena who has been on the show before she's a fan of the show she's a friend of the show um she was in our episode where we talked to her about being an indigo child um Number yes. four, I think. Yes, our our very yeah our fourth our very fourth episode. Our very fourth episode. <laughs> yes, it's the only fourth episode. <laughs> the only fourth. Shut up, Spencer. Oh, yeah, but she agreed to let her twelve-year-old daughter dye their completely white pit bull blue. Um, so I I emailed you a picture. Can I look now? Because yes, you can I know now. this little girl and the dog, and I think this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. <gasps> Thankfully, Jelena stopped her before she died. Sid completely blue. Uh, it's only his legs. <laughs> that oh my gosh, this picture. She said we can post it because. He, oh, she didn't say that, but I'm going to post it anyways. I don't think she'll mind. Um, we love you, Julia. Was... But like, he just looks so like, yes, this happened. I know. <laughs> like, he's just so resigned. His head's down. But yeah, that it's just too good. You just have to see it. Oh, moral of the story is don't say yes to your children if you're not fully listening. Right. 
That's a, I, I kind of wish I could have been there when Jolino like put two and two together and was like, wait, what did you just say? <laughs> oh, man. All right, Mindy. What's our first movie? <laughs> oh, man. Well, our first movie is called Hunted. And I was going to try and work in something with a dog, but I can't because I keep th- looking at that picture. <laughs> Poor pup. Anyway, <laughs> as of right now, the release date for Hunted is January 14th. Uh, this is a Belgium film that is on Shutter. Eve meets what she thinks is a charming guy at a bar. Yet things go terribly wrong when she realizes she has come across a psychopath and his accomplice. God, if I had a nickel, I tell you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bad joke. They engage in a death chase until she decides to fight back with the forest as her only ally. I don't know any of the actors or the director. The director is Vincent Perrono. Hopefully I said that right, who is French. And the cast looks like they are all Belgian actors and actresses, but interesting. Yeah, it sounds very familiar to uh, Alone, which came out last year, which was one of my favorite movies of last year. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. I think it sounds pretty good. Actually, and- Sharon, about Alone, wasn't that the one you told me that I'd be really stressed out to watch? Well, I was extremely stressed out oh. when I watched it, but that's just because, okay, a few reasons why I think you should watch it. I've had multiple <laughs> multiple people tell me I should, which is why I'm asking. One, it's a really good movie. Two, the woman's a badass. That's all I'm going to say. Three, the ending is great. But just as like a woman and a woman who, you, you know, like you're a single woman, Mindy, you have like traveled alone. You do a lot of things alone. You watch true crime. Like, you know what to look out for. You know, like the weirdos that are out there. I just think this is something that like every woman should watch. Um, especially single women who, who are like traveling on their own or, you know, do a lot of things on their own. Like this can only help you. I think okay. I think it's a beneficial movie to watch and I the only problem I had with this is in the beginning she was too nice to the mm. creepy guy and it was you. like no like you cannot be too nice if you're a, a woman who is traveling alone or, or whatever just if a fucking guy comes up to you and he's being like too friendly or too whatever, like get the fuck out of there. Trust your instincts. Yes. Trust your fucking gut. Yeah. And if there's anyone listening who's like, oh my God, Sharon, why didn't you say that? That's a spoiler. No, Sharon knows me because she knows that I would normally start watching it and go, you dumbass, and go to shut off the movie. So that was smart of you to tell me because now I know I'll keep watching it. And it's not really a spoiler because it takes place in like the very beginning of the movie. So, I mean. All right. I'm yeah. going to give it a shot. I, I think it's really good. I actually, that's um, a movie that I would like to rewatch. Now now that I know what happens, I could relax a lot more watching <laughs> it. Um, but yes, it is very uh, stress inducing. Right. Uh, this movie, The uh, Hunted, it says January 14th, which is uh, before this episode is actually airing. So, oh. uh, you know, theoretically, you all can watch it somewhere, maybe hopefully streaming at this point. Theoretically, some of you may have already watched it already. I'm sure I'll watch it on January 14th as well. So time travel is crazy, you guys. <laughs> all right. Our next movie we discussed last year uh, it was one of the 
top movies that I was uh, looking forward to. The new expected release date is February 19th. The movie is Antlers, which is produced by Guillermo del Toro and directed by Scott Cooper, who's the director of Crazy Heart and Black Mass. In an isolated Oregon town, a middle school teacher and her sheriff brother become embroiled in her enigmatic... <laughs> I always have trouble with this word. I'm going to... Enigmatic? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Become embroiled with her enigmatic student whose dark secrets lead to terrifying encounters with a legendary ancestral creature who came before them. It stars Carrie Russell and Jesse Plemons, who's in Breaking Bad and Fargo Season 2. Uh, the film is based on the short story The Quiet Boy, written by Nick Antosca, which can be read on the website Guernica, or at least last year, that's that's where I read it, um, and I really enjoyed it, and I'm excited to see how they're going to adapt the film from the story. So uh, we will have a list, um, or we'll have a list. We'll have the uh, link to the short story in our episode description, along with the rest of our references. So if you want to read that, you can. I do want to read that because I don't think I read that last year. And yeah, at first I was like, wait, wasn't this supposed to come out already? You're going to be saying that um, a lot this episode. But yeah, I've not seen Black Mass, but I think I said this before. I freaking loved Crazy Heart. So between that and the cast, I'm, yes, please, I'm in. Carrie Russell's a badass, too. Mm-hmm. That's my endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next up... I'm sorry, I'm not going to lie. When I first read this this movie description, I I, I had to laugh a bit. Um, we are, next, we are going to talk about the movie Morbius. Expected release date is March 19th. Um, Morbius tells the story of biochemist Michael Morbius, who is naturally played by Jared Leto. Isn't it Leto? Is it Leto or Leto? I've heard Leto... I think I'm maybe I've heard both, but I just always say Lido. I've heard both, but I think mostly I've heard Sharon say Leto, so that's just what I say. How about we well, just say Jordan Catalano? <laughs> I was gonna, I was actually gonna say that, or is he's always going to be in my heart, Jordan Catalano? <laughs> so Jordan, Car- <laughs> so Jordan Catalano tries to cure himself of a rare blood disease, and Angela Chase, played by. <laughs> Claire Danes. Um, Michael Morbius, who's played by Jer- our friend Jared, we'll say that, who tries to cure himself of a rare blood disease, but he inadvertently infects himself with a form of vampirism instead. Morbius might be a vampire, but he has none of the qualities we've come to expect from the supernatural species other than super strength and extreme bloodlust. Sorry, I'm Still picturing Jared Leto. <laughs> also starring in this movie, though, uh, Doctor Who's 11th Doctor, actor Matt Smith, as Morbius's best friend, uh, Adria Arjona, I'm sorry if I had set, didn't say that right, um, from True Detective and Monsterland as Morbius's fiance, plus Michael Keaton and Tyrese Gibson, because why the hell not? Um <laughs> Actually, those are all great actors. Uh, Morbius will be part of Sony's Spider-Verse in the same vein as Venom, because we absolutely need more superhero movies. Yeah, I'm honestly not really sure why this was on a list of upcoming (laughs) horror movies. 
Um, I, I'm assuming it's because there's a vampire in it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, hold on, let me, I'm, I know Michael Keaton was in one of the recent Spider-Man movies. Um, I don't remember that he plays some bird character. I am I sound like an idiot because I don't follow the comics as much. Um, so I think that's why Michael Keaton and Tyrese Gibson are in I it. I don't at all. And I'm lost with Spider-Man now because there's like four different versions. So it's, it's listed on IMDb as an action-adventure drama, but it was also included in one of the... Um, websites that I found as one of the upcoming horror movies of 2021. So yeah, who knows? Um, I guess we'll just wait and see. I, I probably will not be watching this to be completely honest with you. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Or like if it happens to come on like HBO or something and I'm on my, let's face it, probably still on my indoor like stationary bike in quarantine (laughs) i might like put it on in the background and just laugh but yeah not really interested true i guess if we have access to hbo max and it's one of those movies that's released to hbo max i i might check it out yeah i don't remember who i get confused between dc marvel like like spencer said i don't i'm not a that kind of comic person so whatever but there are people out there who love that shit so have fun with that no, I'm more of a, a preacher and Johnny the Homicidal Maniac comic book person. <laughs> oh, yeah, preacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, anyway, what's uh, our next movie? And is it a sc- actual scary movie? <laughs> um, It looks like it's an actual scary movie. It's called Don't Tell a Soul. Its release date is January 15th. Um, So the future for us now, but in the past when this comes out, um, it's available on VOD. So... Some of you may have watched this already. And this one does kind of sound original. Uh, So I will be watching this one maybe on January 15th. (laughs) Two thieving teenage brothers stealing money to help their sick mom match wits with a troubled security guard at the bottom of a forgotten well. It stars Fionn Whitehead from Dunkirk, Mina Suvari, and Rain Wilson. I love Rain Wilson. I do Um, too. But it sounds very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. And I liked, like, when I was reading the the description and listening to you, I guess more so listening to you than reading, but um, it's going along and then it's like a security guard stuck at the bottom of a forgotten well. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Sounds like it's probably going to be more of a psychological horror movie. Um, But yeah, I think is when these movies are being released on VOD and, you know, coming to HBO Max or however they're going to be releasing movies this year, I need to, like, keep on them and watch them as soon as they come out because otherwise it's going to be, like, last year where we were watching, like, 20 horror movies, (laughs) like, the last two weeks of the year and it just, like, broke my brain trying to, to keep up with everything and watch everything and write about everything so that we can do a final episode on all the horror movies that came out. So... I'm going to that's going to be one of my um, goals this year is just try and like stay on top of these as they're released. That's a good idea. Maybe we should make some sort of like uh, flow chart or Excel sheet that we could both check off like with the dates of the releases and like check them off once we've seen them <laughs> to keep track. Google Calendar. I'm on top of it. No, nice. oh, Spencer's going to. OK, thank you for taking charge of that, because that is not something I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we move on to the next movie? 
Yes, I'm excited about this next one. I am too. This next movie is called Last Night in Soho, and it has an expected release date of April 23rd from the fantastically twisted mind that brought you the horror comedy world of Shaun of the Dead, Edgar Wright's newest genre film, Last Night in Soho, his first non-comedic horror movie is now expected for an April 21st, 2021 release. The story follows a modern day fashion designer played by Anya Taylor-Joy, who's from The Witch and The Queen's Gambit, um, who mysteriously finds herself back in the 1960s in search of an icon who doesn't turn out to be who she expected. It's a stylish, psychological thriller that is said to have drawn inspiration from all-time horror classics like Repulsion and Don't Look Now. Oh, yeah. Um, Matt Smith will also be joining this cast. <laughs> He's busy, I guess, or has been busy. And Jojo Rabbit's Thomason Hartcourt McKenzie. So a non-comedic horror movie from Edgar Wright. What? I, yeah, sign me up. And I really love Anya Taylor-Joy after watching The Queen's Gambit. So she's an amazing actress. So yeah, I'm excited for this one. Okay, so what's next up, Sharon? All right, so next we have Don't Breathe 2, which has an expected release date of August 13th, my mom's birthday. And also, I think it's Madonna's birthday as well. No. No? Oh, wait, no. Madonna's birthday is the 16th. Which is my dad's birthday. Don't ask me how I know all this shit. Oh, man. I was like, at first I was like, how is Spencer saying no to Madonna's birthday and you're not? (laughs) (laughs) All the random stuff we keep in our brains. August 13th is my aunt's birthday. That's what you were thinking of. No, it was not. <laughs> it's also shortly after my birthday, so to add that to the mix. There's, I, there's so many August birthdays. Um, anyways, the original Don't Breathe, which I really enjoyed, came out in 2016, and it introduced us to Norman Nordstrom, played by Stephen Lang, who is a blind veteran who is rumored to live with loads of cash stashed around his house. Uh, Stephen Lang also played a veteran in VFW, which was another one of Mindy and I's favorite horror movies from last year. Um, He's being typecast, I feel. Yeah, but he's good at it. And actually, on Shutter (laughs) last night, VFW was one of their featured movies, just FYI, if you're looking for something. Oh, good. Okay, cool. It's on... It, I, I have a feeling it's actually been on Shutter for a while, and I should probably get a, get around to rewatching that because um, I've been meaning to do that. Yeah, it's worth it. I'm sh- I want to rewatch it too. But anyway, um, so in the original. Don't breathe. After three robbers break in and try and steal from him, Nordstrom reveals himself to be far more capable than the reclusive reputation he has around town, brutalizing the robbers one by one while in his domain. Rocky, played by Jane Levy, manages to escape, and Don't Breathe ends with Nordstrom planning his revenge. Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, yep. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks. Thanks, Spencer. Um, In Don't Breathe 2, Norman appears to have moved to a remote cabin in the woods. What? A horror movie that takes place in a remote cabin in the woods? Because that's always such a great idea, guys. It is for horror movie purposes. Um, 
And he lives in this remote cabin in the woods where he now cares for an orphaned girl, a replacement for the daughter he lost before we met him in the original film, until people from her past arrive to collect her, not realizing who her new adopted father is. No word on if Rocky will appear in the sequel. She is not listed in the cast yet, but there's also not really a ton of information about the plot or the cast available. So if she is in it, that might be kept under wraps. We'll see. I watched the first movie and I think I had to watch it like twice because I fell asleep, I think, the first time around. Did you? I might need to rewatch this again. I just remember being totally confused. It's not a very confusing plot. Well, because I was like, why Why are they robbing? Like, it, I didn't get the part. I think I didn't see it from the beginning either. I, circumstances were not in my favor with Don't Breathe. But I don't think I realized that he was rumored to be rich because I was like, why are they robbing this blind guy? And then I'm like, why is this <laughs> blind guy a badass? So maybe I should give it a rewatch. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. All right. Well, uh, next up... Uh, I'm actually interested in this one. Uh, it's there's someone inside your house. Um, <laughs> expected release date TBD. So there'll be there will be someone inside your house. Sorry. Based on the Stephanie Perkins novel of the same name. Uh, this is directed by Patrick Bryce, the director of Creep and Creep Two. Uh, Tubby time. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There's Someone Inside Your House will premiere on Netflix sometime in 2021. Uh, the story focuses on Makani Young, um, played by Sydney Park from Santa Clarita Diet and The Walking Dead, who is a senior from Hawaii who transfers to Nebraska for her final year of high school. That's it. That's the horror movie right there. <laughs> no, right. I know. Can you imagine moving from Hawaii to fucking Nebraska? Right. Yeah, God. I know. As if that trauma isn't enough for Makani, someone has been targeting folks around town, revealing their most secret of secrets before killing them, causing multiple levels of havoc in the small Midwestern community. Worse. Oh, God, it gets worse. New girl Makani finds herself at the center of it all, making this a senior year to match Carrie White's. Dubbed a coming-of-age slasher film by producers at Netflix, the story is primed to channel a 90s horror vibe a la the ensemble films like Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer, as well as the 1980s John Hughes classics like Breakfast Club. I actually read this book like maybe a year ago. Unfortunately, I'm a little hazy on the details of that, too, because um, it started off strong, I felt like. We'll see what they do with the movie. But I do remember that the opening was creepy as fuck. So I'm this could have potential. I think I remember you telling me about that book. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, just like the combination of how they describe it as like scream mixed with the breakfast club. It sounds totally up my alley. Uh, hopefully this doesn't disappoint. Yeah, I just had an image of the killer from Scream in the full mask costume and everything doing like that dance from Breakfast Club when they're up on the... <laughs> <laughs> but in a cornfield in Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Her family man. moves from Hawaii to Nebraska. End of summary. <laughs> <laughs> that is the horror. No, All right. it, yeah, it was a. I remember it being an interesting plot. Obviously, I'm not going to say anything, but yeah, I, I'm I'm hoping this will be good. Okay, okay. 
All right. Next movie is Escape Room 2. Expected release date is also to be decided sometime in the latter half of 2021, supposedly, but who knows? In Escape Room from 2019, six strangers find themselves in a maze of deadly mystery rooms and must use their wits to survive. The whole affair is orchestrated by the, goddamn this word again, enigmatic. I can say this word, actually. For some reason. I think we're just gonna, right, I'm just gonna you, sprinkle this word throughout. Maybe you say this word because I don't know why I have such a hard time saying it. Enigmatic. Thank you. Figure named the Game Master, um, which, okay, so we just watched the original Escape Room last night for the first time. Okay. I don't remember them ever referring to the mastermind behind this as the Game Master, but maybe that's like a, I don't know, a, a fan fact that you find out outside of the film i've not seen the first film at all actually should i is it uh put a pin in that okay Okay, so anyways (laughs) (laughs) um so he's named the game master and And what type of figure is he a fuck you figure (laughs) (laughs) an enigmatic did i say it right very good enigmatic figure named the game master and by the end of the film the two survivors I only remember there being one survivor. Did we watch the right movie last <laughs> night? Uh, yeah, I am remembering the same thing. Did you guys did. watch Panic Room instead of Escape Room? No, we did not watch Panic Room. Um, but okay, put a pin in that too, because I have a funny story about that. So the two survivors who've been accused of the Game Master's crime crimes begin spying on the escape room organizers waiting for their moment of revenge escape room 2 stars both survivors suggesting that the sequel will pick up where the first film left off orphan actress isabel Furman will join the escape room 2 cast along with post-star india moore who plays angel and i love them Aww. so um yeah i'm excited to see them in a horror movie and just see them play a different role from Angel. And also, if you've never watched Pose, fucking watch Pose because that show is like one of the best shows ever. All right. Back to the story. Uh, Not much is known about the plot, but we can probably expect some fiendishly clever traps, cleverly designed rooms, and some very disturbing kills. So, okay. Couple thoughts here. Okay. There's definitely one survivor. I'm assuming... There's another one, the one that gets their hand stuck in the bear's mouth. Maybe oh, they live. I have another thought about who that person is as well. Okay. But um, yeah, so it's either that or uh, maybe there's just new information that comes to light when you actually start watching the movie. Maybe they give you more information that wasn't given at the end of the first one. I don't know. There was that girl at the beginning who doesn't go with them. <gasps> yeah. Well, I don't know if she can technically be a survivor since she didn't even go to the escape (laughs) she escaped after dinner and didn't even go to the escape room um but so funny thing is after we watched escape room last night i needed to watch something a little more lighthearted. so we've been re-watching schitt's creek yes and the next episode that we put on just happened to be the episode with patrick and david's bachelor party where they go to an escape room but they were also confusing escape room with the movie Panic Room. <laughs> yeah, oh that my was God, that's mentioned. Right. Yeah, 
It was like mentioned in the episode. So Spencer was maybe a little high last night. He might have eaten a cookie. And so his mind was like just blown when that episode came on. He was like, wait a minute. He's like, this is the next episode of Shit's Creek after we just watched Escape Room. He's like, what? <laughs> I just want to say that when you were talking about the cast, when you said uh, Isabel Furman, I was like, at first I was like, wait, why Why do we have to bring up that she's an orphan? And then I was like, oh, wait, you mean she was in orphan? <laughs> we're doing great today. <laughs> Real good. But, Pat yourself on the back. Um, no. So back to your question of whether you should watch Escape Room, I would say yes. It's a fun movie. I mean, it's one of those movies where I was like yelling at the screen the whole time. Oh, and cool. I, I, but I hated like every single person from the very opening scene. So I was just like, yes, let's watch these motherfuckers get killed. Okay. Yeah. I would say go into it uh, really just expecting it to be bad. Uh and not liking it, and then maybe you'll enjoy it. Yeah. There, there were some moments that I actually really did enjoy. Uh-huh. Uh, but overall, it's just not a very good movie. <laughs> well, now I know there's a bear and somebody's hand gets stuck in his mouth. So that sounds <laughs> kind of interesting. We have to stop and do a corrections corner before we go any further. So you remember just a couple minutes ago when I said, are we sure we watched the right movie? We actually figured out while we were editing that we did not watch the right movie. Uh, I told Spencer to find Escape Room on Amazon or somewhere for us to watch it. He found the 2017 Escape Room starring Evan Williams and Annabelle Stevenson. There's also a 2017 Escape Room starring Sean Young and Skeet Ulrich. Uh, The Escape Room sequel that we were talking about is the sequel to the 2019 Escape Room film starring Taylor Russell and Logan Miller. So now we will have to watch that movie, which I've heard Escape Room is pretty good. So I was kind of disappointed by the 2017 one that we watched. But now that I know we didn't watch the right movie, I'm more hopeful about the 2019 film. So just wanted to throw that in there. Now back to the show. Oh, man. All right, Mindy. What is next? Bloody hell. <laughs> I don't do a British accent, but that's the name of a movie that's next. It's bloody hell. That's, that sounded more Scottish to me. Yeah, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> <laughs> I have to listen to some BBC shows for a bit before I can get that accent going. Bloody hell. Bloody hell. Nope. See, that's you're doing Irish, Scottish again. Scottish. Yeah. yeah, you're doing Irish or Scottish or a combination of the two. Welsh. <laughs> so basically don't try to pose as any one of those if I ever am allowed to leave this country and go visit Europe again because <laughs> they'll be like you suck and you don't have a real accent okay <laughs> but this movie is called Bloody Hell uh, it's actually already out in your time uh, released on VOD <laughs> on January 14th um, so again time travelers you maybe have seen this already but if you haven't a man with a mysterious past flees the country to escape his own personal hell only to arrive somewhere much much worse it's an action comedy that is supposed to be an insane gory fast-paced non-stop thrill ride that will give you a lot more than you expect so mm, 
It stars Ben O'Toole, who has had roles in Hacksaw Ridge and Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Also, Meg Frazier, the one other acting credit to her name is a short film called Leech. So, bloody hell. All right. <laughs> I like I Sorry. like action comedy horror movies that are like very, you know, kind of like fast-paced and uh just like a bloodbath. I mean, that's kind of what VHW was. VFW? VHW? You were going to say VHS. <laughs> I think I was combining um UHF with oh. the- BFW and VHS and VHS. Um, what was that movie that we saw in the in the building, um, uh, the the office building with that guy? Die with, Hard. No. <laughs> yes, we did watch that too. No, the, with Glenn from The Walking Dead. Um, ma, 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 um, not Maniac, something with an M, one word. Mayhem. Oh, Mayhem. Mayhem. Yes, yes, yes. That one was action packed. That was a great movie. Have you yeah. ever seen Mayhem, Mindy? It's on Shutter. Mayhem? No, I haven't. May have you seen Mayhem? No, I haven't <laughs> seen that either. <laughs> you should watch it. It's super fun, and it has Glenn from The Walking Dead. I don't think you watched The Walking Dead ever, but he was one of my favorite characters. I watched early on. I think I know who you're talking about because I think I have actually seen like while I'm scrolling through Shutter, and I was like, "Hey, isn't that that guy from The Walking Dead?" I swear to God. So, um, okay, I'll watch it. Yeah, in the first episode when he's in the tank, he's he's the guy who gets on the radio at the top of the building and gets yes. the main guy out of the tank. Yeah, it also stars uh, Samaro Weaving, who is the niece of Hugo Weaving, who is, oh my God, he's in everything. Um, and she was in Hide or Seek? Hide or Not? Ready, Ready or, or Not? not. <laughs> Hide or, wait, what did you call it? Hide or Not? Yeah. Ready or Not, yes. And she's probably just as much of a badass. Actually, she might even be more of a badass in this movie. If you're looking for something just insane and funny, Mindy, okay. Watch Mayhem. Okay. And I like, I mean, don't yeah. watch Mayhem. <laughs> Mayhem. I I mean, I know like she her father's or her uncle. You just said it, I know, but she's she's the niece, right? Of Elrond. Yes, she's Elrond's niece. <laughs> um, Elrond Hubbard's whatever. niece. Whatever. I I know <laughs> Like, you know, she probably had a hand getting into the business, but I'm sorry. I think she's awesome. Like, she oh. really is. a She's great. So I girl can act and kick ass. I'm excited. All right. I'll watch it. Sold. And she's beautiful and I'm sure intelligent and whatever. Sharon is now drifting off into space daydreaming. <laughs> about. <laughs> All right. Never mind. All right. Well, let's move forward, I guess. <laughs> Next up, we have Run, Sweetheart, Run. Expected release date, we do not know yet. Uh, It's supposed to come out sometime in early 2021, and it will be available on Amazon Prime. Based on a terrifying real-life encounter that began with a sexual assault and ended in director Shana Festi barefoot in the Hollywood Hills with no phone or or wallet and forced to walk home in West Hollywood, Run Sweetheart Run takes Festy's encounter to the next fictional level. Ella Belinska stars as the titular sweetheart across from Euron Greyjoy actor Pilu Asbeck. Uh, I'm just going to say right now, I apologize for the rest of this episode. For any names I mispronounce, oh, <laughs> so yeah. I have to keep repeating myself. Um, but he plays her date 
turned violent assaulter and stalker in the urban landscape of Los Angeles. Inspired by the social justice horror of Jordan Peele's Get Out, Fasti wanted to heighten the daily misogyny that women deal with into the uber nightmare scenario of Run Sweetheart Run, which sounds like it might be the sleeper horror hit of the year based on the powerful plot alone. Run Sweetheart Run also features Sense8's Amal Amin and Marvel's own Clark Gregg. The film premiered at Sundance to an excellent critical reception in 2019. Um, so the beginning of this movie sounds like the beginning of Mulholland Drive almost. Yeah, I was uh, thinking that too. Yeah. But instead of a car accident, it's a sexual assault, but is based on the director's actual sexual assault, which is horrible. But then she like took that horrible experience and sounds like she just she created this movie or wrote this movie and then like took it to the next level just to um you know really portray what it's like to be a woman <laughs> and what women have to deal with on a day-to-day basis so i yeah and that's sign me up yeah I'm agreed it. absolutely and it's pan asked that she like is she's the one behind this movie too because I don't know that I'd want to be reliving that story or telling that story. And and she's like not only telling it, but she's blowing it up and making people see it. I, I don't know. So I, I'll, I'm sold. I'll watch it for sure. Yeah. I mean, people obviously have different ways of coping with trauma. Mm-hmm. So this was her way of coping with trauma. Um, and you're on Greyjoy. I know you're not a Game of Thrones person, but he is a scary motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> so like just knowing that he plays the uh attacker or assaulter in this movie, I'm already scared because he's terrifying. And the idea of being in like like urban Los Angeles without anything is also really frightening just cuz there are parts of downtown LA that obviously are not super nice areas for anyone to be in. So all around, yeah. I'll probably be like having a total full on panic attack the entire movie, but I'm sure it'll be worth it. Yeah. So I don't think we have to wait too, too long if it is going to be out the first half of this year. So, all right, Mindy, what do you have next? Can't believe it, but I guess it's happening. We are getting a seventh paranormal activity movie, y'all. Expected release is TBA, but probably, hopefully, sometime in 2021. Uh, Details about the seventh installment, my God, including its subtitle, cast, and plot, remain a mystery at the moment, but the film is still planned for a 2021 release. Um, I'm a sucker for these movies. I really am. Mostly, that is. But what the hell are they going to do now? I Like... I don't know where they're going to take the story. So I'm scratching my head on this. I'm guessing Zoom. Are they going to hop on the whole pandemic train? And I hope not because host nailed that. And we, I don't want to now see tons of Zoom movies, but who knows? (laughs) Whatever. Agreed. I don't, I don't one is good. It was, it was done very well. It was the first one that was like that and let's just and it was like that go 57 minutes long like it stayed as long as it needed to it didn't overstay its welcome yeah and it was scary as fuck i thought 
I I jumped at the very ending. I knew there was something coming and I still jumped. So yeah. yeah. All right. Next, we have Psycho Gorman. Release date is January 22nd on VOD. Siblings Mimi and Luke unwittingly resurrect an ancient alien overlord. Using a magical amulet, they force the monster to obey their childish whims and accidentally attract a rogue gallery of intergalactic assassins to small-town suburbia. This is a horror comedy that... After watching the trailer, um, I know I say I usually avoid trailers now, (laughs) but this one just looked very, very interesting. And it was like a horror comedy. So I'm like, all right, I'm not they're not going to be giving away like jump scares or anything like that, which is why I usually avoid horror movie trailers because it gives away like every jump scare. And then when I watch the actual movie, I'm not scared. Um, So but just watching this trailer to me, it looked like a combination of the Toxic Avenger, Monster Squad, that um, ch- movie that we watched in like the 80s. Maybe. With Fred Savage. Wasn't he in that one? No. That was Little Monsters. That was Little Monsters. Monster Squad is the one where the kids have like the treehouse. Yes. And they like Frankenstein. Yeah, like all the classic Wolfman. Universal Monsters come out. They just look different. Yes. Yes. Um, it looks like Toxic Avenger mixed with Monster Squad mixed with Bill and Ted. <laughs> Rock on. Yeah. No, party on. Party on. <laughs> um, so this is written and directed by Stephen Kostansky, who wrote and directed The Void from 2017, which I actually really enjoyed that movie. I think our listener, Sean, was the one that recommended The Void to us, and I watched that twice, actually, and it was really good. Really? So okay. I'm excited. This is like, this is such a departure from The Void, though. It's a good movie. This sounds completely different, but I'm very intrigued by this. Definitely creative. For sure. <laughs> All right, well... Are we going to talk about it? The big one we really want to see this year, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Yes, just don't say the name too many times because we don't want him to show up. Right, right. Uh, but Candyman is expected to be released on August 27th. We're really hoping, hoping and praying. Uh, directed by newcomer Nia DaCosta and written by horror master Jordan Peele DaCosta, as well as Wynn Rosenfeld, producer of Black Klansman and the new Twilight Zone series, which I thought was utterly fantastic and well done. Um, Candyman is a sequel to the original 1992 film that picks up in real time decades after the events of the first film. Uh, This film follows multimedia artist Anthony McCoy, whose obsession with the now fully gentrified Cabrini Green site of the infamous Candyman murders begins to take on an entire life of its own in DaCosta's stylish follow-up. It has been called a spiritual sequel to the original film, and Tony Todd returns as Candyman in this one. I am very excited, and I was so disappointed this didn't come out in 2020, so they better release it this year. All right. Well, that was four times. If you say it one more time. <laughs> well, I mean. You're in trouble. Although you're not looking into a mirror. Or are you? I don't know I'm how not. you record over there. <laughs> I got to read my notes. How do I? I'm not that. I can't multitask like that. <laughs> I don't know. I thought maybe you like hang up a big mirror in front of you and pretend like you have an audience or something. Yeah. Like I, I have actually have an uh, Oculus mirror 
<laughs> and it's, I, I've never shown it to you, but I like pull it up in front of my workspace. It's big looming <laughs> wooden scary ass thing. Anyway. <sighs> but yes, I agree. This was the movie I think you and I both wanted to see the most last year. So really, really hoping that we get to watch it this year. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Next up, we have The Banishing. Expected release date is April 8th. Uh, Shudder is going to debut this film in the U.S. And The Banishing tells the story of the most haunted house in England. A good old fashioned haunted house story. It's set in the 1930s. It's the story of a young reverend and his wife and daughter who move into a manor with a horrifying secret. When a vengeful spirit haunts the little girl and threatens to tear the family apart, the reverend is forced to confront his beliefs. He must turn to black magic by seeking the help of a famous occultist or risk losing his daughter. It's directed by Christopher Smith, writer and director of Triangle and Severance. I've not seen Triangle, but it was recommended to me by one of our listeners, uh, Nathan. Um, So got to put that I think it's already on my list I just have not gotten around to uh, watching it I've recommended um, it to you too I don't pay attention to what you recommend I know. to me <laughs> you recommend too many things I can't I don't have enough time in the day to watch everything you recommend um it stars Jessica Brown Findlay from Downton Abbey and Harlots and also John Lynch from The Fall which is one of my all-time favorite true crime dramas which I think was uh, yeah. a recommendation that I gave you. You know what, Miss Sassy Pants? I'm just saying. <laughs> um, I don't know if you did give me that recommendation. I might have found it on my own because after I binged The Killing, which I recommended to you, fair enough. I was like, all right, I just more, 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 more. What's what's another really, really good uh, crime drama? And that one was at the top of a lot of people's lists. Well, so if you're listening to this show and you have not seen the BBC show The Fall, you have some homework to do like right now. It's fantastic. But getting back to Triangle, people kind of love it or hate that movie. I kind of love it. It's this like really weird indie, I don't even know how to describe it, movie, but like it's sort of has these moments where there's it's so bad it's good but then there's these other moments where it's like really freaky and twisted and fucked up and then you're like wait what so it's I love that mix of like dramatic acting that can go either way either campy or decent but then like actually having a scary movie behind it I love it I own it (laughs) so (laughs) I will watch it with you Sharon if you ever want to see it but Mm, only if I can put tape over your mouth (laughs) When we watch things together that you've seen before, you have a tendency to talk the entire time. Or you'll sit there and you'll put your hand over your mouth and you'll just get really excited and like point to stuff and like do these arm motions. Hey. Yes. I try. (laughs) You can sit. You'll have to like sit behind me. You'll have to like sit on the couch and I'll sit on the floor and watch it so I can't see or like hear you. Or when uh, the final Game Game of Thrones episode aired that I watched with you guys, even though I really didn't watch Game of Thrones. I, I don't know if you remember, but I had a notebook and I just sat there like writing my snarky comments for all the stuff that I was like making fun of or laughing at because you both were like, if you talk 
or even breathe too loud, we will kill you. So No, I think Spencer was... He was out of town. I think it was just you and me. Oh, right. Because you were like, I don't want to watch it by myself. And I was like, I'll watch it with you, but I'm not going to know what the hell's happening. So, yeah, I took notes <laughs> and then like told Sharon my jokes after the episode was over. I'm sure they were hilarious afterwards. <laughs> I think I had a butcher knife sitting next to me. And every time I looked over at Mindy and it looked like she was going to say something, I would put it to her throat. I was really good during the final episode. No, you, I have to say you were very, very good. Yeah, because of the knife. <laughs> All right. I didn't really have a butcher's knife. Wouldn't be the first time, did. though. I had a mental butcher's knife that I was holding to her throat. (laughs) All right. Anyways. So next up, I literally was like, I thought this came out already somehow, but A Quiet Place Part 2 is expected to finally be released on April 23rd, hopefully. Um, I really want to see this. Uh, Like I said, I thought I had like a quiet VOD release or something last year, pun intended, Uh, but clearly it didn't. (laughs) Details about A Quiet Place Part 2 are sparse. The teasers, which I've not watched, hint that the remaining Abbots will have to leave their farmhouse sanctuary and venture out into the world made hostile, not just by the flesh-eating monsters, but also by other humans who've been severely damaged by years of this ongoing trauma. Because, of course, humans are always way scarier than any monster. Um, I was just going to say that. A Quiet Place Part 2 will feature the same original cast, including John Krasinski in minor spoiler in flashbacks, I'm assuming, as well as adding yummy Killian Murphy and (laughs) Jaman Hansu to the ensemble. John Krasinski stated that he originally did not want to be involved in the sequel, but the producer convinced him to come over and pitch his ideas to the studio. After three weeks, they asked him to write the story with the idea that directorial duties would be handed over to other filmmakers, and Krasinski finally offered to come back as the director, jokingly suggesting that he was, quote, Jedi mind-tricked into signing on to the sequel, unquote. Krasinski, it's your damn movie. Like, come on, buddy. Um, so I, I have a funny John Krasinski story to tell you, Okay, but also just really quickly after watching the first movie, I was like, why didn't they just live by the waterfall? Cause that was like the only place they can go there and they can like scream their heads off and like not worry about the monsters. But the monsters would still come to the waterfall. I don't know if they would. I, I, mean, I think it's just we, that they couldn't hear them screaming but they still it's not like there was anything keeping them from getting to the waterfall well no it's just the waterfall was so loud that they didn't have to worry about being quiet over there because the waterfall was so loud so it was like this constant noise so they that was like the place they can go and actually like talk and scream and and you know it's also a source of water and food i was just like why don't they just fucking live there anyways (laughs) all right well on to my funny john krasinski story So when Spencer and I went over to my mom's house on Christmas, she was like, oh, did you hear that John Krasinski went into rehab for alcohol and cocaine addiction? And I was like, wait, John Krasinski? She's like, yeah. I'm like, Emily Blunt's husband, John Krasinski, like The Office, John Krasinski, like Jack Ryan, John Krasinski. She's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what? What? 
I'm like, where did you hear this? Oh, it's like all over the news, blah, 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 blah. And I'm, so, I'm like Googling. I'm like John Krasinski cocaine, <laughs> John Krasinski rehab. I'm like, I'm not finding anything. And then Spencer was like, do you mean John Mulaney? <laughs> like totally, totally different person. Oh my like, God. Not even similar. My mom's like, oh yeah, John Mulaney. That's who it is. I was like, wow. I was like, I could not like wrap my head around the fact that like John Krasinski that does like some good news <laughs> secretly had this like alcohol and cocaine addiction. I was like, what is going on in this world? Um, but yes, I, I don't know. I think I need to like start writing down these things that my mom has been coming up with because she's also the one who um, <laughs> on Thanksgiving asked me, uh, what is the name of that band you used to like that went out of business? <laughs> 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 and after after about 15 minutes, we finally figured out that she was talking about the Red Hot Chili Peppers, to which I said, they didn't go out of business. They're still in business. <laughs> so anyways, you yeah, really think- should keep like a running journal and just take it with you every time you're at your mom's house. Make sure if you're on the phone with her, you've got it close by. But <laughs> those are two very different looking Johns. <laughs> That's right? kind of hilarious. I'm going to title my book Cynthia-isms. <laughs> well, and I that I thought, too, immediately of like, wait, the guy who did some good news or whatever, like the YouTube channel, like that sweet guy who cried because he was so grateful for how awesome people were being. He's all coked up and shit. Are you kidding? Right. <laughs> oh, all right. Anyways, um, our next movie was also supposed to come out next year and was also something I was really looking forward to Last seeing. year. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It just doesn't feel like we've even moved into a new year. It just doesn't. Yeah, there's we have no concept of time anymore, which is the problem. So this movie was supposed to come out last year, uh, Spiral from the Book of Saw. Its new expected release date is May 21st. This will be the ninth Saw movie in the franchise. Um I do plan on watching this, so this will only be the third Saw movie that I will watch um, because I think I saw the first one and I saw, I think, Jigsaw. And it was Jigsaw, the last one that came out. Spencer, look it up. I've only seen the first one because that's the one with Carrie Elways. Yes. Yes, yes. And I was like, okay, I get it. I don't need (laughs) to see more of this concept, (laughs) but whatever. Um, but this one, I think, sounds awesome. Yes. So Spiral is going to star Chris Rock as Detective Zeke Banks, whose current investigation will possibly lead all the way back to the first movie. Chris Rock isn't just starring in his first ever horror movie. He's actually a longtime Saw fan and the one who came up with Spiral's concept. He pitched the idea to Lionsgate, and as a result, they made him both an executive producer and story writer. The film takes place firmly in the Saw universe, but isn't necessarily a sequel to Jigsaw. Longtime Saw collaborators are on board for Spiral with Darren Lynn Boosman directing. He directed Saw 2, 3, and 4, and both James Wan and Lee Wanell signed on as producers, along with Chris Rock himself and Samuel L. Jackson and Max Minghella, yeah. who played Nick from The Handmaid's Tale, who I love. Um, he's 
great. So I'm excited to see him and Samuel L. Jackson and Chris Rock in a horror movie together. Um, so yeah, all three of them are going to be starring in Spiral. And Spencer, what did you find as far as... So, uh, okay. I Because we are clearly not experts about this over this, uh, this set of movies. So we have Saw. Then there's a, sh- a six-minute short called Saw Rebirth. Uh, then we've got Saw 2, Saw 3, Saw 4, Saw 5, <laughs> Saw 6, Saw the final chapter, and then I think, yes, Jigsaw is after that. But I'm only counting, if you discount the short, I'm only counting that Spiral is number eight in the franchise. I think they might count the short, because I looked it okay. up on several different websites just to double check, because you're, you're right, I'm not an expert on Saw movies. I'm like, meh with them. Mm-hmm. The first one was like, okay yeah and then I actually did kind of like jigsaw I went to go see that in the theater with a friend because she wanted to see it and I was like okay this isn't bad it had more of um a backstory from what I remember but um so speaking of movies that I've actually this next one I've never seen any of this franchise at all I realized um but our next movie is the forever purge which I guess I've got homework to do now um, because I've not seen any of the Purge movies. Uh, Expected release date is July 9th uh, in what will be the fifth and final installment of James DeMonaco's The Purge franchise, which I thought... I feel like they always say that, but whatever. Uh, The Forever Purge is one of the upcoming 2021 releases that virtually no one knows anything about. Well done with that. Uh, No teaser trailer has been released, uh, and plot details have been scarce other than DeMonico telling Entertainment Weekly that he'd come up with a, quote, really cool way to round out the last of his ultraviolent social commentary horror series. Set in America, this is kind of scary to me. Set in America that allows a 12 hour window once a year where all crimes are legal, including murder, torture, and rape. Each installment of the Purge franchise has deepened its social and cultural critique about the roots of violence, state sanctioned crime, and social control via fear. While some installments of the franchise have hinted at changes in legislation to end the purge in this fictional America, the title of the final film suggests that an end to this horrific event might not actually be on the way. Um, So, yeah, fun fact, I've actually never seen any of these just because that sounds scary to me and things are scary in real life right now. And yeah, but I know they're popular. So if you're fans of the purge, you got a sequel coming. Yay. (laughs) <laughs> sorry uh yeah i've only seen the original purge and it scared the shit out of me it's pretty much my worst nightmare and yeah after these last four years it makes me think that that is a, a reality that could actually happen in our lifetimes so uh yeah maybe after like the first hundred days of biden being in office depending on how things go i might be brave enough to watch some of the other ones before this one comes out uh, we'll see. I'm going to have to play that by ear. Yeah, I'm calling it. I won't be able to. Maybe someday, <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> too, a little too close to home right now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <sighs> um, All right. What You know what? Actually, this next movie, Sharon, the title could be used as an excuse. If like you're in the purge and you get caught and you're like on trial, you can say... You're, you're not on trial. It's Everything is legal. That's the whole point of it. <laughs> 
I'm trying to get a fun segue going here. Just go do it better. All right. Anyways, <laughs> next up is The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. Expected release date is June 4th, I hope. Uh, Also known as The Conjuring 3, the newest installment of the popular Supernatural franchise will be the eighth film in The Conjuring universe. It's a direct sequel to the first two Conjuring movies. It is going to star Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson, who will be reprising their roles as Ed and Lorraine Warren. And they are virtual doppelgangers to the real life paranormal investigators, Ed and Lorraine Warren. I mean, put those four in a lineup and I dare you to pick out the real Ed and Lorraine. I dare you. I think that's like one of my favorite jokes you've ever made. Thank you. But you're right about that, though. They are virtual doppelgangers. <laughs> oh, so The Conjuring 3 follows the infamous real-life 1981 Arnie Cheyenne Johnson murder trial, which was the first time in American legal history that demonic possession was used as a not-guilty defense. Johnson's defense was left out of court, uh unsurprisingly, um, but he served only five years of his 20-year sentence, which I don't know this story at all. So I kind of want to do some research on my own before this movie comes out just to become familiar with the case. I was thinking just... Sorry. Oh, no, I was just, I just want to see like how the movie compares to the actual real life story and like what was dramatized for the movie versus what was reality. So... Spoiler yeah. alert there won't be a lot of comparisons. <laughs> hey now, hey now. Yeah, I've never heard about this one either. And I was thinking the same thing. Um, I, I feel like I heard somewhere in my travels about a court case where somebody did plead not guilty because the devil made them do it. But like, yeah, I want to I want to look this up too. But yeah, seeing as how The Conjuring 2 was so true to the source material, I'm sure that this is also <laughs> going to be very, very honest. Sorry. I mean, The Conjuring 2 was probably closer to the source material than the original Conjuring was, but obviously everything that they did with those movies made the movies really good because I think those movies are both great. Yeah, The Conjuring 2 is a great movie, but fun fact, Ed and Lorraine Warren showed up for five minutes and were like, we think there's a haunting and then left because they actually didn't have time. They were in between like investigations. So they did show up at, I don't remember the family's home, like their name, but um, they actually didn't stay at all. It was all Morris Gross and all those other guys. So yeah, but that's not to say that I didn't enjoy watching both of those actors play their roles in The Conjuring 2 or that it was a bad, scary movie. I I agree. I thought it was great, but just, you know separate it from fact yeah but i think that but the actual story just with the um what actually went on in the house i think was like closer to the truth you know yeah take out take out ed and lorraine warren just like the actual story and the events that they said that happened in the house were i think more accurate than what happens in the first movie like i don't yes. i don't know no, you're you're very right about that. Um, with the Perrin family, again, don't ask me why I know that, but I know their name. <laughs> um, yeah, because the nun, 
I, I do remember reading about the nun being involved with that English fan. No, I'm kidding. Sorry. I'm going <laughs> to stop trying to make jokes today because it's not working. But yeah, good scary movie. Not necessarily truthful. That's fine. We don't care. We just want to <laughs> see Patrick Wilson wearing tight sweaters. <laughs> Basically, that's yeah, exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Actually, and playing the guitar and singing. The image <laughs> yes. that came to mind was at the end of The Conjuring 2 where like it's raining and his shirt's all wet. And yeah. <laughs> on that note. Wait, what was were there ghosts in this movie? What? Wait, there's she's psychic. I, oh, OK, whatever. So I would say, actually, aside from the other movie that I'm not going to say the name of, because I've already said it more than the allotted times, but I would say this next movie we're probably also pretty freaking excited about. Uh, Halloween Kills. Expected release date, October 15th. I really hope it happens. Um, After the incredible success of David Gordon Green's sequel to 1978's Halloween, exactly 40 years later, Horror fans were thrilled at the news that there would actually be a trilogy in the works, one exploring the long-term trauma suffered by Laurie Strode, who, of course, is the badass Jamie Lee Curtis, and her family at the hands of serial killer stalker Michael Myers, played by Nick Castle. I think this idea is brilliant. I just needed to say that. Picking up exactly where the 2018 Halloween left off in Halloween Kills, the Strode women, including Lori's daughter, Karen, the awesome Judy Greer, and granddaughter, Allison, Andy Matichak. Apologies if I mispronounced that. Um, no they, apologies. I, I did an apology earlier that covers your apologies. Okay, thank you. That was blanket. Okay, cool. Well, so anyway, those ladies, they are newly traumatized by a deeply disturbing encounter with the shape that results in more than double the original body count of the original Halloween. Fuck yes. Um, Halloween Kills will also focus a huge chunk of the story on the many denizens of Haddonfield who hadn't been living in the shadow of Myers' rampages, including, and this is so cool, Lori's original babysitting charges, Tommy Doyle, now a grown man and played by Anthony Michael Hall, fuck yes, uh, and his friend Lindsay Wallace, played by Kyle Richards. Richards actually played Lindsay in John Carpenter's original Halloween. So how cool is that, that she's reprising her role? Uh, Where 2018's Halloween explored trauma as it pertains to the Strode slash Nelson women, Halloween Kills looks to examine the collective trauma of the town as Myers rampages anew. A couple of fun facts. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis reprises her role as Laurie Strode for a sixth time, and in doing so, surpasses... Donald Pleasance with the most appearances in the Halloween series because she's a badass. Uh, Paul Rudd was offered to reprise his role of Tommy Doyle, but he had to decline due to scheduling conflicts with the new Ghostbuster movie, which put a pin in that. Uh, but he did give his blessings to Anthony Michael Hall to play the role, which is awesome. I am so thrilled for this. Yeah, the the plot of this movie, I don't know if it's ever been done in a horror movie before exploring the trauma of the entire town fucking brilliant Uh, yeah i'm very very curious to see how they're going to do that um 
yeah, I, I enjoyed the 2018 film and am looking forward to this and love all the actors and uh, can't wait till October. I know. And I just, Anthony Michael Hall, I mean, come on, man. He's the nerd from the 80s, but he's grown up and kind of hot and it's weird. <laughs> and maybe he'll do the Breakfast Club dance. <laughs> Just randomly, like Just for randomly. no reason, with Michael Myers. I... <laughs> but you know what, though? There's a lot of movies that throw little Easter eggs like that in mm-hmm. to see if people notice. And this is one of those movies where I can see them maybe doing something like that i don't know maybe not maybe they don't want it to be like kitschy or cutesy or whatever like that maybe this is supposed to be like more of a a serious horror film dealing with the trauma of the town but i've definitely seen other movies where they'll have someone who's known for an iconic role in their past and they'll have them incorporate like a little piece of that role into a newer film oh for sure yeah yeah i i and it would probably be probably be just something like really brief, but I could see it happening. Fingers crossed. All right. Well, speaking of uh, Paul Rudd right. in the new Ghostbusters film, na 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 Ghostbusters Afterlife, which I am so excited for this film. Um, such a huge fan of the original and even the sequel. I like Ghostbusters too. I think that's such a fun movie. It is. Yeah, I do too. Uh, expected release date on this is June 11th. And let's just start with the cast of this movie. It has so many people from the original film, including Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Sigourney Weaver, Annie Potts, and they are being joined by Paul Rudd, Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things and the new It movies, McKenna Grace, who plays young Theo in The Haunting of Hill House, and also she plays the young Judy Warren in Annabelle Comes Home. It is produced by Ivan Reitman, who directed, produced, and co-wrote the original Ghostbusters. So just like that collective group of people right there, I think already means this movie is going to be awesome sauce. Yeah, uh, this is for years. This has been talked about. I'm I'm actually kind of shocked that they're saying the expected release date is June 11th, because that means it's pretty much in the can. Like they've already supposed to come out last year. I I, I saw a trailer for this like two years ago. Yeah, no, this has been in the works for a while. Really? Um, Yeah. Oh, yeah. The new story involves a single mom and her two kids who arrive in a small town and they begin to discover their connection to the original Ghostbusters and the secret legacy their grandfather left behind. I'm hoping, hoping, hoping that their grandfather is Egon. Spangler, who was played by the late, great Harold Ramis. And just a little bit of trivia here. According to Dan Aykroyd, this film will also rely on practical effects, which I fucking love when movies now use practical effects instead of CGI, because that, to me, is honestly what ruined the 2016 Ghostbusters film. Mm. I thought, like, the cast was great, the story was fine, 
the actresses, I mean, all like incredibly talented, funny women, but it was just like so over the top with the CGI. It was like a cartoon. And yeah, that is what I think the downfall of that movie was. It had nothing to do with the fact that like women played the Ghostbusters. Like that was fine. In the film, McKenna Grace, who plays Phoebe, wears the same glass frames Mm -hmm. that Harold Ramis wore as Dr. Egon Spangler in the original Ghostbusters. So I don't know if that means the like exact same glasses that he wore or if the frames are just made to look the same. Probably Um, that they're made to look the same. Um, Maybe. Maybe there are actually Harold Ramis's glasses that he wore in the original film. I suspect if she's a child, her head is much smaller than his. Well, maybe... You know what? Kids with big glasses is super cute. So <laughs> just like the little boy from The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, but they weren't so big. They were falling off of his face. They were just Coke bottle. Okay. She's like a teenager. She's not that little. Also, that would be weird if someone's like, here's your dead grandpa's glasses or whatever the relationship well, is. Well, it doesn't mean it has to be her dead gr- First of all, we don't even know if that is the grandpa. I, I'm assuming it is, but I'm just, we don't know for sure. I'm giving you shit. Also, also shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Sharon's getting mad that we're overthinking her joke. Right? Well, it's not even a... I wasn't a joke. It was a commentary. Yeah. Um. So anyways... Bill Murray has been reluctant to reprise his role as Peter Venkman for decades. He said in an interview that he had finally chosen to return because, quote, the script is good. It's got lots of emotion in it. It's got lots of family in it and through lines that are really interesting. It's gonna work, end quote. So, fuck yeah. And now I would like to uh, reveal one of my hidden... uh, (laughs) imitations that I've done since like the first Ghostbusters movie came out when we were little yes I love Annie Potts so much and I used to make my family laugh when I was like what like five or six or however we were when that movie came out and I'd say Ghostbusters what do you want (laughs) you've never done that for me really well there you go and I love it I love I'm so glad she'll be back Anyway, yeah, yeah, I love her. It'll be fun to see everybody. And if you didn't know, Dan Aykroyd is actually a big believer in the paranormal and aliens and UFOs and shit. He has some legit stories. Look it up. It's crazy. He is. And I have to say, I was lucky enough to have Harold Ramis be the keynote speaker at my first college graduation for my first degree. And um, Spencer's sister also graduated with me. Weird fact um but so he was actually at my college graduation but I didn't even realize that so he saw uh Harold Ramis speak as well but I was like so starstruck because I grew up watching Ghostbusters like I saw it in the theaters when I was super young and watched it all the time at home and just fucking loved that movie so much and me and my younger cousin we used to play Ghostbusters when we were little and I remember being backstage at my graduation and just like walking around and you know there's like thousands of people that you don't know and you're like by yourself and you're trying to figure out like where to go and where to sit and blah 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 and I just remember standing there trying to like catch my bearings and like looked over and fucking Harold Ramis is standing like right next to me. And I was just like, my jaw dropped. And I didn't say anything out loud, but in my head, I was like, holy shit, that's Ego. <laughs> and it was like, 
wow. And he was talking to like a professor or something. And I was just like, I have to go and find my seat. But I don't remember anything that he said in the speech because I was just like so like blown away and just overwhelmed. Like the whole, you know, it's like one of those days, kind of like your wedding day. Like you just fucking don't remember anything that happens because it's just like this whirlwind. Um, But if someone out there has (laughs) video of the Columbia College Chicago graduation ceremony from 2001, please let me know where to find it because I've searched for it on YouTube and stuff and haven't been able to find it. But I would love to hear that speech again. And I'm so mad at Spencer's family because they fucking record everything. And they the, didn't record that. We, we didn't that. have smartphones with with uh, cameras on them. You had camcorders. No, 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 no. I, I, so I, um, in addition to being there for my sister, I was also there because I was in the jazz band that played at the beginning. Do you remember that at all? No. Bet you don't. Um, yeah, the speech was amazing. I don't remember any of the details either, but it was I'm, awesome. I'm willing to bet he talked about spores, molds, and fungus. <laughs> It's a possibility. Oh man, I would just I would love to get my hands on a video of that speech. I would love to see it again. Um, I will say just because he was such an awesome person, um, I have a friend who was actually fortunate enough to be an extra in a movie that he directed like early to mid 2000s. Um, It wasn't a huge deal, clearly, but she said that he was like every bit as wonderful as you would want him and hope him to be in real life. Like he was just a great guy, really funny, super approachable. We love you, Egon. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited about this movie. Oh, all right. Well, that is going to wrap it up for part one. Thank you all for listening to us. As always, you can write to us at whorestalkwhore at gmail.com with anything you want to share with us. Tell us what movies you're looking forward to seeing the most this year. Uh, Share your ghost stories, true crime stories, creepy stories, UFO stories, Harold Remus stories, uh, whatever you would like us to read on our show. Please subscribe to us and rate and review us. It helps us get more exposure. And if you are able, please join our Patreon if you want to have early access to episodes, see exclusive posts like the cool short film that I posted for this today's Saturday when we're recording this. So as a Patreon exclusive, we posted a bloody short 11 minute film that's very good and very gruesome and awesome and funny um so you could get to see stuff like that too and maybe even get some cool shit uh so yeah if you're able please join um otherwise please all of you be kind to each other out there be safe and as always thanks thanks for for getting getting creepy creepy with us. us sharon you want a beer uh oh my god